we've missed you guys. We're just edging it out. You'll hear from us when you hear from us. So sorry. Um, we're getting the content packed up so it's ready to rumble. Ready to ship to you. Yeah. We're, we're trying to be serious podcasters, and that unfortunately means you don't get to hear from us at all. <laughs> <laughs> But when we come back, we'll be stronger and better than ever. If you hear air conditioning in the background, no, you didn't. That's mean. It's hot. And it's California. And it's hot. I hope they don't hear the fan. I don't think it's picking. I'm hot. <laughs> if you hear the fan, you're in an echo chamber. Because you're a fan of literary bitchcraft, baby. We're back. It's Alexis. This is a nice little segue. <laughs> and? Nicole. And? Laura. There she is. You always sound so reductant. Reductant? My brain was thinking of redacted. You always sound so reluctant. We're like, it's Alexis. It's Nicole. It's Laura. <laughs> like we're forcing you to be here. The fact that you get to know me. <laughs> oh, that's a I cute little blessed. butterfly clip. Oh, thank you. Laura got a haircut. It's insanely delicious. Delectable nutritious. It's just a lip and a ponytail like it always is now. I mean, I don't know. There's flavor. I know what's underneath the clip. I got a bunch of um, butterfly clips. I got little tiny ones. And then I got these big ones. So cute. So, what are we talking about today? <laughs> You're like giving off like big radio DJ vibes. You are. <laughs> what are we talking about today? I don't know. What are it's because I, oh, I haven't made a queef joke yet or a clitoris joke. Is that why you're talking like a radio DJ? Is that what you're saying? I guess. I think I just talk about it like a radio DJ that talks about clitorises usually. Clitori. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to stay as um, repressed as possible because I want to go feral and I'm trying to hold it until we actually talk about the book so I think I mean, I'm just coming talking up. about the book we can talk about the book right now I know but okay I'm the book in question look... is she who became the Sun by Shelley Parker Chan um it's our new favorite book and it was our second group read of the year followed by or no it followed um and whoa it followed when we were villains um it- if we were villains. If we were villains. Oh, shit. <laughs> She's forgetting about it because this book's so good. Because this book is just so good. It's our. It's truly our new favorite book. Ugh. Yeah, it's for sure top Which five. Which is crazy because If We Were Villains was like threatening our so top five. Good, yeah. And now this oh, is, and it's like, I feel like we're going to have to sit down at the end of this year and really like rank our overall podcast books because yeah. it's like, I mean, Evelyn, don't sweat, but the rest of you are on <laughs> thin fucking ice. <laughs> I know I've said this in our group chat and I think I said it in our last episode villains but it really feels like 2020 two uh, oh my god it's 2020 no it feels two. like our 2020 reading again yeah. oh. it's 2022 it's 2020 part two we oh, are two. getting <laughs> that book level again thank god i and hope next year is good i hope it's not good. i hope it's not a trend of like good year bad year good year bad year well the thing is last year wasn't bad it was just so blasé which is insane to me because i read so much last year i mean i guess i read more in 2020 i read like 50 books in 2020 yeah. and i only read i think 37 i think we talked about this last episode too yeah we did because it, 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 it's just it's so jarring how <laughs> good this i mean i guess we're we're kind of into the into the thick of this year it's not like we're it's only because last time we filmed was in like the beginning of april that and now right, we're yeah. in the beginning of may it's gonna be May. so i guess it, it's we're almost halfway through the year now 
And like, I've only read, I think, like 11 books, 10 books. I've read 17. You I've read. Have, you guys have read a lot. I'm on my 15th, I think. Yeah. Right? I'm on my 18th. I plan on gobbling books this year. Like, I am Meg the Stallion in WAP. Oh, I was going to. Yeah, I was going to think. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on my 15th book. Yeah, I think I've only read 10 books this year. I don't know. I'm slacking, but it's. I had a, a lot of a. This has been the hardest semester I've had, I think, because I it was science, and I haven't done science in ten years. Science. I love science. Science does not love me back. I love science. <laughs> Laura's face. I hate science. I wanted to be be a marine biologist when I got into school, but then I realized how bad I was at math, and I was like, I don't need to fight that. I hate math. I wanted to be a vet, um, but I sucked at biology, so I said, never mind. I'm good at biology, and I like, I like math. I've never wanted to work. <laughs> I'm just not good at it. I used to be really, really good at math. I think math's fun if you know what you're doing. Yeah, I actually agree with that. But I, I but I frequently don't know what I'm doing, so I just I get don't sad. anymore. Yeah. Okay, the book. I don't. I don't even know how to start. Like, okay, so let's just discuss our first sit down reading this, realizing what we were getting into. I don't think any of us knew anything about the book except the fisting scene. Going. No, I knew that it was about. Um, a brother and a sister who got their fates and he was destined to be great. She was destined to be nothing. He ends up dying and so she becomes him to take his fate. I knew that part. I didn't know anything. I heard fisting scene and I went straight to my Amazon cart. Like, I, I don't even buy books off Amazon like that, but I said I need this within a day. Yeah, I am... Um, I, I remember reading the back of it and being like, wow, that sounds really interesting, but I still feel like I went in kind of blind. Because it's, it just, I, I don't really know if I knew what to expect. It's been on my list, and then I saw the TikToks that sprung up about the fisting scene. I was like, okay, well, now I gotta read it. Got the book, went to the back, and one of the quotes says, an instant classic by C.S. Picot. And I said, <laughs> okay, well, that's clearly. all I did. I saw the clearly fisting TikTok. Great. You girly pops were like, because I sent the fisting TikTok, or you sent the, one of us sent it, and I don't remember. It was not Nicole. Because you're not on Horde TikTok. <laughs> but one of us on Slut TikTok <laughs> sent it in the group chat. Everybody was like, like, you guys were like, oh, I've heard about this. Like, I want to read this. Like, it looks good. I said, I see fisting. I say purchase. And then I flipped over the back after I got it. And I went on my field trip for school. And I, I hadn't even looked at the book. I just took it with me. And I was like, I'm going to read it. Like, there's a fisting scene. And I don't give a fuck if it's bad. And I flip it over. And I see C.S. Picot. And I see Melinda Lowe. And I see Melinda Lowe's on there. Alexi Harrow, and I'm like, okay, all right. <laughs> what did Melinda Lowe say? Instantly enthralling, Shu is canny, charming, and ruthless as she claims her own fate in a richly detailed world, challenging dynasties and gender in the process. And C.S. Picot said, "An exhilarating rise to power that takes you from palace to village to battlefield in a world that is stunningly alive." Parker Chan's exquisitely wrought prose brings light and nuance to the novel's immense themes of gender, power, and fate—an instant classic. And the thing is, when C.S. Picot says anything, I'm already barking, drooling, probably passed out from hyperventilating. So when C.S. Picot says it's an instant classic, I crack that bitch open and I don't speak. Okay, so I did. And oh my fucking God, there's such like an, it, uh, I can't even describe how, when the book opened, my only thing that I told the girls, was I was like, there's something that just feels awkward and I can't describe it. There's something that just feels jarring. And after you get through the book, it's that this is like a gender journey is a huge part of the book, obviously, but like how thick that felt, how that 
thick that discomfort felt, and I'm someone who's always been comfortable, like, in my gender, it was so foreign to me, and I couldn't place it. And for that to be, like, in the first fucking chapter should show you how good this book gets. It's insane. I do also think that the... the t- maybe I'm reaching here, but I've always felt like the title kind of has, like, a dual meaning. Uh-huh. Like, she who became the son, S-O-N. Uh-huh. It could also pass for. Yeah. Because I she... Don't, I don't think that's a reach. Yeah, because she I think became... That's purposeful. The son. Because she became the son, as in, like, setting up to be one of the greatest powers Yeah, of the... What was it? The generation. Radiant King, I think, is yeah. the title. And then also... Who she and then the she son. became the son. S-O-N. I don't think that's a reach at all. No. I think that's supposed to supposed to be a... Cool, I got something, it's right? It's like a double entendre. Is that what you say that? Mm-hmm. Well, I got something right for once. <laughs> You're smart. Mm, not and because really. the, the whole first part... I honestly didn't even think about that. You so. don't even know the character's name. Like, she's not given a name. You know her brother's name. Do we have, We don't ever find out her no. name, right? Yeah. No. And you don't even know if she even had one. Because at the ah, time that she was born, everyone's kind of poor. Um, she's pretty much being set up to be eaten by her family. Mm-hmm. So she might not have even been named at that point. Yeah. Uh, the book opens with a nameless girl in a village, like Laura was saying. Um, Shongli I mean, village. Pretty much everything that you need to know is she's in this family. They're very desolate. Um, she has a talent for hunting and and being able to like provide for herself because it, she would not have survived otherwise. Yeah, she's <laughs> clearly very clever. She's clever and she's good at survival, and that's all. Those are the only skills that she has, because that's all that's necessary. And I love it because those are the only skills that she keeps throughout the entire book. She always stays able to survive. Like survival has been her. Like I, that's what I love when they when she like we'll get there, but oh my god, like there's just at the end of the book realizing who she is, comes from that same girl lost in the desert hunting for a lizard Mm -hmm. like oh my fucking god anyways she's hunting for this lizard she has her father and her brother and everybody else in their family has died they were once a large family i think she's like the sixth daughter or something uh it said it says here second daughter second daughter but there was like six siblings or something yeah there was a lot of younger ones yeah and they all died and her mother's dead, and so it's just her her dad and her brother and her. And they're in this village where everyone kind of has to hunt to survive, but she's just the best at it. Uh, and But she only catches what she needs to survive, because if she caught more, people would be, like, robbing her family, or her family would figure it out, because she has to do it to feed herself. Um, even though they know most of the time, it sounds like, but she, she gets away with it enough to not have died yet. Um... She does the womanly things. She weaves baskets. She cooks for her family. I love that that comes in later. How she I know. Like I love the ashamed of it and hides it, but then it comes in later. Like it actually helps her. Mm-hmm. Ugh. And uh, she basically we get this like I love love when fantasy books open this way, and I know this is the the cliche way. Like if you look up how to write a fantasy book, this is how it tells you to open it. But I love the day in the life openings of fantasy books which I think all the great ones open that way where it's like you get that average day in the life of your main character. You get what their life is Hmm. before they start their journey. And like most, not every book starts that way, but almost every fantasy book does or every good fantasy book does. 
And this is like the perfect epitome of that because you almost get like an entire chapter of her first, like a day in her normal life of her like going out and hunting, being treated like shit by her family, basically being a ghost in her own life that's just there to survive. And it's like that whole thing sets up the rest of the story to be as like jaw droppingly good as it is because that opening was so fucking stunning. Well, how so do you smart. follow that? She's huh? so smart. I know. I was like, how do you follow that? <laughs> it's a good book. <laughs> it's a good fucking book. Yeah, I was just, I feel like I was enjoying it on a different level than you. A stupider level. No. I literally got in this book with a fist and you can't say that. <laughs> I didn't even know what it was about. <laughs> but on her brother's birthday, right? That's when they go get the fortune told. Mm-hmm. And the fortune teller says that he's destined for greatness. And it's going to be like a greatness that lasts generations. And that she has nothing in her future. And then they get robbed. And her dad tries to sell her for food. <laughs> sell her for a fucking jar of beans. And then her brother... Oh, they kill her dad, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, yeah. it's also They how, beat like, him to death. This book does violence in such a brutal way. I can literally only compare it to, like... Obviously, like, I, it's not like I've read a million fantasy novels, but, like, Game of Thrones is, like, the only thing I can think of when I think of something that's as brutal as this is. And as well done. I feel like the brutality is different because it's not gory. It's detached. Yes. You don't see feels, it. Yeah, it feels like old school me and her were talking about this Mm -hmm. before you started before you finished it's also a very greek theater that's how greek theater used to be violence was only movies when like the monster you don't see it and that makes it scarier Mm -hmm. the things that are happen are like described in a minimal way to where it's almost worse you always get the aftermath though yes you get like like when the whipping of the horse well like the (sighs) yeah the there's a lot of, um, like, this is, is, it's described leading up to it and described leading down. Yeah, so yeah. You, you're you kind of left to your, by yourself and you have to kind of put the pieces together. And sometimes when things aren't outright described to you, you tend to just picture it a little more. Because uh, it only limits your imagination that way. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. we sick fucks, so. <laughs> they wanted us to hurt. Then the father dies, and then the brother, little pussy, just gives up and kills himself. Oh, the reason we mention that is because the way that the father dies, he gets, like, the shit kicked out of Mm -hmm. him. It severely traumatizes Shu. Severely. And then she just left. Why do they leave her alive? I forget. They leave the brother and her alive. They leave both of them alive. He's just like, you guys aren't even going to survive. I'm stealing your two cans of beans. You guys were already going to die in a few days anyway. To be completely real with you, Chief, good fucking luck. Uh, The rebel dips. Because it was the rebels that came and killed her dad. And that's also important. Because it's setting up. The one thing is. Is it? I thought it was just bandits. Oh, you're right. It's the same type of thing that her bestie joins later on. Those are called bandits, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so those are. Yeah. So it's the bandits that come. Sorry, not the rebels. Because the rebels are the red turbans. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. My brain is like losing a little bit of the lore, like the the terminology for the lore, but I can remember how they're all connected. It's just stuffed in with a bunch of Ouyang stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I support Ouyang's wrong. Ouyang's <laughs> the mom's fucking baby. That's my cinnamon apple. I know you love Laurent more than me, but Ouyang, we can share. <laughs> 
as soon as he was described, didn't even talk yet, just described. And I was like, mm, I love him. No, yeah, when they were just describing him when she was staring at him, I was like, that's Laura's. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Laura's new baby. Mm-hmm. Anyways. And then she runs off by herself and she... Why does she pick them? What her brother was destined for. So when her brother was born, he almost died. And they they had a little bit more um, to survive off of when he was born. So her dad brought her brother to the monastery and promised that if the... the, Is it gods that they worship? Is that how I would say that? I don't don't remember if it's like plural. Or ancestors. I don't know. I think it's ancestors. I think he like said if the ancestors save their son, that he would give him up to the monastery. Like if you let him live, who will who will come to serve you? Please, like you know. Um, and then he did survive. So what? Even when they did like the, um, the reading, they essentially thought it was because he would become like a great monk. So she goes to the monastery and is like, "Well, I'm gonna have to." Oh, and also when her brother dies, she looks up from burying him and sees a bunch of ghosts. Like, actual real ghosts. God, yeah. I, I can't wait for book two. I, and hope, there was, I hope they talk more about that. That whole scene right before she goes to bury her brother where she's staring at the offerings for her ancestors. And they have no food. She hasn't eaten in days already, basically. Like, she ate the rest of this leather she used to flavor her pot and uh, the scraps of beans that were left, like, in an area. And she was staring at the offerings. And she's like, I could eat these, but it will anger my ancestors. And is that worth it? Even if I don't think that they have done anything to protect me. No, I'm choosing faith and also the fact that she chose faith in her ancestors, but also faith in her own survival skills, which I thought was like an interesting juxtaposition that comes up like a dozen times throughout the novel. But then she sees ghosts and she goes to the monastery because she assumes her brother's life and the first step is getting into the monastery. Yeah, because she's so scared of the heavens. That's what it's referred to as the heavens Mm -hmm. finding out that she's not her brother, that she's going to follow in whatever footsteps she thinks he would have done. She uh, constantly through the first half of the book is like, what would he do? Yeah. Because that's what I have to do. Because I am hiding behind his identity. Yeah. And so she sits out front of the monastery for three three days and four nights or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it was raining. She's gotten no water, no food. She's just sitting there patiently waiting. Because she's like, either I waste away here and die or I get to go in there. Those are the only two options. And the head monk comes out and is like, damn, bitch. <laughs> All right, fuck. Get your little ass in here, bald bitch. <laughs> I don't think she's bald. She's bald and she's weird. She's about to be bald. <laughs> <laughs> You're not bald she's yet. Bald. She's bald and she's weird. She's bald and she's weird. <laughs> but she goes inside, gets her head shaved off, and then has a real meal for the first time. And she's like, holy fuck. I like how it's described as like everyone else is like, boring. And she's like, this is fucking delicious. <laughs> everyone else, tomatoes, tomatoes, I'm throwing tomatoes. And she's in the corner like, dancing queen. <laughs> That's how I imagine in my head. It's like cutting from a kid that's like, damn, mung beans again. And she's like, I'm going to put this in my butt crack. Ah! Isn't your Mario Pony movie coming out next week? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, then she like learns how to read and makes an enemy. She also makes a friend. Yeah. Ah! Yeah, true. Love him. What is his name again? Zuda. Zuda. Is it Zoo or Zhu? I think it's Zuda. Because I, I would get their name confused in the audiobook because they would say Shu and then they'd be like Shuda. And I was like, okay. Why was he kind of sexy though? He was, oh, he was so. Fun as fuck. Oh my God. As soon as they introduced that little slut, I said, ow, ow. 
I loved him. And then when he was gone from the book and then finally introduced again, I was like, fucking he finally. He looked through through a romantic lens and I was no, ready to pounce. Yeah. yeah, it was strictly a platonic lens that you view him in. That's oh my God, when he became a bandit too, I was like, damn. Imagine if we got to see him through a lens of someone that was like attracted to him. <laughs> I would have gone feral. It would be over. It would have just been a blank page. We would have just been ascended. <laughs> my God. Love that man. Because yeah, he was so kind and then it like mentioned that he was like a little slutty. Well, and the, the thing <laughs> that got my goat is when we find out he knew the entire time. The entire, entire time. time. Like, he's a little player, <laughs> player. And he never once said, hey, yo, let me in that coochie hole right next to him. He said, no, nah, I got enough girls throwing themselves at my feet. This stinky bitch can stay away. And I love him for that. I love, too, that he, he yeah, he knew the entire time and then let her, I guess, come out to him on her own. Yeah. And then... <laughs> But he would still like. Oh, no, you're. He, she didn't even say it. He's one that was like because she gets the head. She's showering on her own because she's kicked out of like the showering days for yeah. being trouble, and um, so she ends up finding a way she can shower by herself. But this, what is he like? And he's like a teacher, basically. Yeah. It's the, and the enemy she makes, by the way, yeah. is basically like the head teacher, not the head monk, but the head like teacher like headmaster i guess he sees her in there naked but he thinks she's a, like with a girl well there's nuns as well and he thinks she's a nun and so he's like trying to catch her with this nun and she ends up setting him up to be looking like he's drunk passed out near the nuns so he's like breaking a vow several so he gets vows. kicked out and when he gets kicked out her bestie is like oh he found out huh and that's when she's like <gasps> She's you like, know. what do you mean found out? Found you out knew. what? Yeah. <laughs> you fucking knew. <laughs> and I love, too, that she she mentioned that she wasn't sure if he knew. It was a little before this scene, but yeah, she was she like. Yeah, she had a feeling, but yeah, she was like, like no. Because if I need to change, like, he, he finds a way to mm -hmm. distract everyone so no one's, like, looking at me. And he would just do, like, little. There's a squirrel. Oh, fucking. Man, it's not like it was in the house. I said, <laughs> <laughs> there's some squirrels in this house. <laughs> But I just, I loved, I love their relationship. Yeah, I loved when he said, um, I hope he's I've okay. I've to you for eight years or something like that. Yeah. He's like, I know what a woman's body feels like. I said, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I'm sure you do. Okay. <laughs> I hope he's okay next book. He's gotta be. I've accepted anyone can die. The thing is, oh, okay. No, right. they're gonna Hold pull on. a gonna cow in Holland. I'm predicting it. Okay, so she goes through schooling, makes yeah, a exactly. friend, I'm makes an enemy. Die. She, you know, scams the teacher that hated her. She um, scams hard. She scams hard. She pushes him down some stairs and she's like, this bitch might be dead. She thinks about killing him. She's like, I could, I could do it. It's the first time she goes, it's me or someone else for the first time. And I will never pick someone else. Someone else. It will always be me. And I will say, the bitch does not lie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, never. Not once. Um... I've never had a greedy main character that I'm like, yeah, 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 greedy. Get but it's like, how do you not root for someone who just wants to survive so bad? Even when I'm not necessarily agreeing with her actions, I understand them. That's the first yeah, time I've okay. fully had that with a with the main character. So I was gonna say, I was like, I have issues with the ending, not with the writing or the story, and I don't think it's like, oh, a twist on the character. I think it's very in character still the ending that I have an issue with. It just made me a little disappointed in her. But we'll get to that. Oh, it made me vastly disappointed and angry and furious. But again, it's the same way. I feel like we had the same conversation with a skirt skirt to Schwab. Haven't mentioned you yet. How I was gonna say, yeah, um, Lila. I talked about Holland already. 
<laughs> no, but see, uh, Holland, I started liking him more. No, not Holland. No, Lila. I was like, oh. L- yeah, I was going to say, it's Lila. Lila. In book two, when we were all so She was so fucking annoying in book annoyed. two. Annoyed. I mean, I was the she least was... annoyed, but I was still annoyed. Like, we were all like, Lila, just shut the fuck up. Like, do what you got to do, bitch, but you have to be so annoying about it. But it's the same level of like, I get it, though. I hate you for it. It's fucking annoying. I'm still going to support you and I'm still going to love you, but, but I'm it. a little like, disappointed. I feel like that's a show of like a really, really, really fucking good author that you can make me be like, no, you fucking stupid bitch. On brand though. <laughs> <laughs> and that happens with this main character. Heavily. At the end. But while she's at the monastery. Um, the head bitch. Why, why do the... Why do the prince why does why does the royal family come oh anyone can take refuge there so people will stop there like the royal family will stop there on their way to someplace else and that's where she sees oh young for the first time oh yeah yeah (laughs) and she sees also someone who reminds her of herself for the first time she said that's a gay lgbt community and he says no ally Shu Shu is like the type of person that's like, we're gay, right? And Uyong's like, I'm homophobic and gay. He doesn't believe in gay rights, but he is a gay. That's <laughs> Uyong. Because the first time she sees him, she hears what a eunuch is. And she's like, that person is just like me because we're both men, but we're not men. We're both dickless dudes. Yes. <laughs> And, um, what comment is made? Because this is why the whole, that's why Oyoung comes back and destroys the monastery because a comment is made. I went back to look at the comment. I couldn't find it. Mm. Hold on. Let me use I my Kindle. I didn't mark pages until much later, so I can't even like, go back and look. My notes are all emojis, so they're not helpful. <laughs> and I don't regret it because uh, I use the scissor emoji. I, I didn't, I didn't start marking until much later too. But it's when it's his it's his introduction, right? Yes, because it's something that like shames him. Oh, no. Which also, I was like, honestly, you guys deserve this. What is he called? The eunuch prince or something. So we never hear it. It says See, below. That's what I thought. Below the abbot gestured the prince and his two sons into the great shrine hall. The abbot was all smiles until his eyes landed on their companion, the third youth. He recoiled in disgust and said something in a carrying voice. Shu and Zuda, it is Zuda, isn't it? I think it's Zuda. Zuda, yeah. Shu and Zuda watched with interest as an argument started between him and Lord Essen. After a moment, the prince, displeased, barked a command. Then he and his sons, together with the abbot, swept into the dark maw of the hall. The doors swung shut. Their companion was left outside, his straight back facing the rows of watching shoulders. So we never actually hear it. No. That's why I thought, because I was like, okay, what was it that was It's said? the same exact thing. Like, the, the gore isn't there. The violence isn't there. So we just kind of have to put two and two together. Is it Essen or Yesen? The slurs aren't there. Yesen? <laughs> I think it's Yesen. It's E-S-E-N. No, I know, but I think it was pronounced Yesen. Hold on. Let me pull up the audible. Because first we were saying Essen, and then we were talking about it, and then it became Eason. Ignore that. Ignore that. That's embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Eason. I knew it was pronounced differently than I thought, because I remember listening to it for the first time and being like, Yesen. And that's why with that one text that I sent, I spelled it Y-E-S-E-N on accident because in my head, 
I pronounce it that way. Anyways. So you never hear it, but there's something that shames him. Yeah. And he comes back and he says, I'm going to burn this bitch to the ground. And I said, that's my fucking baby. I said, slay. <laughs> like, I, I know he does wrong, but like. Not to I me. I didn't say anything wrong. If it's not wrong to me, then it's not wrong. <laughs> if it's oh young, then it's right. Uh, what a great fucking character. I try not to be like predictable on the character I like, but like sometimes you know it's just like I gotta. There were so many gotta. times you try. <laughs> I do. I try. <laughs> there were times they grab when... me by the throat. You can't try. We it was the first page we marked. It's like I think she marked one thirty seven and I marked one thirty nine or something like that. And so we were like, Oh my god, we almost marked the same page. How funny. And I said, What page did you mark? And she tells me and I said, Okay, give me a second. And I read the whole page and I was like, <laughs> This is the scene you marked, huh? And she goes, Yes, how did you know that? And I was like, It's you. <laughs> I did that for a few pages. Oyoung, Laurent, and James. Like so are you sure your love James? Him is only oh, that James. of a fellow soldier? No, from Dark Rise. Yeah. Oh. Never James. seen you fling yourself to your knees quicker than when you're... Yep, that was the one. ...farthest when our father was set on flaying, flaying him. And then they marked the next page. Just as he bowed and turned to leave, Lord Wing said, All those years of yearning and you finally got... What's his name? Lord Wong. Yesen? No. Yesen? Yes. No, but just... Oh, who? yeah, I know. Yesen. Kneeling for you, did it feel good? Yeah, that was the said, one. Yeah, was it did, honestly. Oyoung comes back, burns down the monastery, which sets everything in motion. Because that's like the first thing that's like really moves the plot forward. Yeah. It's a little... S- I wouldn't call it slow. The girls were like, it's a little slow. But it's once just she that it's not... Once the monastery, it picks up. It's yeah. just how once fast the-, the rest goes. Once the monastery burns down, it picks up even more. Uh-huh. Like, part one was really good. Don't get me wrong. Incredible world building. But, yeah. But um, part two and part three is just, it's drastically different. It's not It's not like it's a different book. It's just, he's, kind of what you were saying, Alexis, so much happens. And then it just starts, the ball just starts rolling and well, doesn't also, stop. Also, it feels like you lose that awkward edge. That because she's she kind of settling into herself. It's she? almost like, I don't know. I, I don't know. None of us are obviously trans. We're all cisgender. But it feels like, like the main character sheds this like dysphoria she's been living with. Mm-hmm. She sheds this lack of identity, and finds a new one that feels like it fits a lot better. Mm-hmm. And like, not that it makes it a worse read, but I think it's harder to get through because it was harder for the character to live. And like, that's so stunning that that was able to be put on a page for part one too. Um, when I think about it, it feels very much like. The reader is on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. And then for part two and three, you're kind of, you're in the story as it unfolds. You're not on the outskirts watching anymore. Yeah. And you're experiencing like, it in real time alongside the characters. It feels like that's how she, how she felt. Yeah. Like in, with her internal monologue. Yeah. Which is so fucking cool. And then Laura said something really good too about how the more, um, like the less detached she is from like, trying to be her brother and she's finding little moments of herself the more what was it the more that we get to see like a glimpse of her it was also like not only that but like you start seeing her realize that like fate isn't necessarily 
given to you. You kind of like make your own fate. Mm. And it's like a little stepping process throughout the book. Cause it's like little moments where like she, who she was before peeks through like when her bestie comes back and they take the city together. It's like a walled <sighs> city that like they basically set her up to fail at this. Cause she joins the rebel army after the monastery is burned down. They set her up to fail. They're like, Hey, if you go out and you take, take this city, like you can have the riches in it. And so she weaves baskets and like she would never have done that before because it's something only women do and she didn't want to be found out. So it's like these little stepping stones of like her embracing that like she's not a man necessarily. Like she's not born as a man Um, and she has all these skills that women have that make her better than the other men. Yeah. She has this internal monologue where she meets the queen. So, So she overtakes it by infiltrating like the queen's women or something like that, or just like women yeah, that are close to the queen. Yeah, she dresses as she dresses as a like a queen's like handmaid or something. Yeah, gets in and just and um. I don't think it's called a queen, but like I don't know what she would be. Empress. It was like a just a high it was level like, lady. Um, it was like a governor's wife. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. And she convinces her like, hey, like you could run this this place if you wanted to. You could just you yeah, because her husband had just died, and they were they were basically going to be taken over by one of the sides and the wife was just sitting there like well damn i'm just like a sitting duckling i mean if they're gonna be kicked out of my own home i'm just the oh they were moving in another man to rule the city yeah and he was gonna kick her out yeah and she's like i mean like fuck my drag right and then (laughs) (laughs) she comes in and is like hey like these men respect you like you could run this place if you wanted to like i know like as a woman you want that power you want to be able to control your life and she's like you could never understand that and she's like i think i could understand that and the lady's like oh shit mm-hmm. what's stopping me from not fucking you over right now and she's like the same thing inside you that's gonna do what i said you're gonna do and she's like damn get the fuck out of here you stinky bitch i thought that scene was, was <laughs> so way, cool i bookmarked that one i'm gonna keep calling she was stinky bitch because that's how she survived was by becoming a stinky bitch she's like literally like, yeah, you never know shower those, li- you know skunks mm-hmm. that was shoe <laughs> pepe le shoe like survival element pew. stinky <laughs> you going naked and afraid what are you bringing stink <laughs> anyway so then yeah that's like her first successful military mission and they're like you weren't supposed to survive that and she's like yeah but you don't know what a girl boss is do you and the whole thing is like she didn't even no that's not even her first one the first the one bridge. was the bridge oh shit well okay yeah that's her first success this is her first successful successful mission she's running and it was a sabotage on her but she goes out pulls selena gomez bang a drum great song and she goes to a bridge, bangs a drum that she <laughs> finessed off somebody. Yeah, she had the man, causes an avalanche. Yeah, she had the man make her the gong, and it collapses the bridge, takes out ten thousand of the Mongolian yeah. army. Yeah, and it's in that moment she trusted like her ancestors, right? And she was like, "They're like or or fate." I don't remember what her like hinge was, but she was like, "I know this is the right thing. I need to go." get this and like she just wanted to cause a little avalanche she wasn't she just wanted to stop like she was thinking that moment she's like well i guess i'm gonna run forever i'm gonna have to keep running and like just pushing myself a little bit farther away from death she thought this was gonna be like a two baby steps from death homegirl did a full sprint i mean the crazy thing is she didn't know because oyoung was like 
the general, he had the part, part of his army go around so they could surround them. They had to cross the river. She doesn't even know that. Yeah. She hits the gong. It causes an avalanche. The dam, like the bridge breaks, the dam breaks. It takes out 10,000 of the men she didn't even try to take <laughs> yeah. out. She was just trying to make them stop not being able to cross the river at the bridge. Her body count went crazy on accident. Yeah. Immediately. Because her thinking was like, if I take out this bridge, they're not going to be able to cross the river right here, and then we're not going to have to fight them. I'm not going to have to die. Yeah. She was just trying to delay what she thought was the inevitable. She was like, if I hold this off a little longer, maybe I can find another way out of here, or find another way higher up the ranks. And then she commits 10,000 murders. <laughs> yeah. And I was like... Which I... then that sets off Oh Young's whole story. Yeah. And then we get Oh, young POV, and he's pissed, and I'm like, that's my fucking baby. <laughs> oh my god. In my life. <laughs> yeah, he's really angry, and he like. Yeah, he almost gets killed. You find out we're not supposed to like Oh, young by the way that he's written in this scene. Because you're he's not supposed an- to like him? I don't, I, I disagree with you. Well, okay, I think we're supposed to look at him. Okay, let me rephrase. Because I don't think he's an unlikable... I don't think any character in this is technically unlikable, even the ones... That, except, like, the dad Yeah, and the I brother. think we're meant to like everybody. But I think we're not supposed to think of him as the good guy. That's how I should word okay. that. I think we're supposed to look at Shu as the good guy surviving, and Ouyang as the villain, quote-unquote. Yeah. But, like, like, a villain you want to See, love. and it was kind of this That's scene... That's how I should word that. It was kind of this scene where I was like, oh, my God. We're we're supposed to like both characters, even though they're on opposite sides. And I thought that was really cool. Well, because he's written to be sympathized with over and over, even yeah. as like he's written more and more like an incel. I'm like he's my incel. Because like not not to <laughs> not to bring up Schwab again, but like for vicious for Victor and Eli, yeah, morally gray. But we're very clearly supposed to not like Eli, and we're supposed to kind of like Victor. But then for this one, even though they're on opposite sides too, we're like. We're allowed to like, but the real crazy both thing of them. is, she goes stupid, she goes crazy, and they're on the same fucking side. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, I cannot well, wait for book two. When we realize he was like the quote unquote bad guy, is how he treats his army versus how she treats hers. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what we get to see. Is that because immediately after we then get to see what she's like with her army, she's followed by love. He's followed by fear. Fear. He's supposed to be the guy that's ruling by like. He he's. It's also hard because it's like. She's learning she has choice while he's giving into the fact that he has none over the entire book. Oh, my content is It also plays into the perception of gender roles because everyone knows that he doesn't have the same body parts it takes to be a man, so they don't treat him like that. So he has to rule in fear. She, no one knows she doesn't have the same body parts as some men, and so they will respect her just based off of thinking so she has a penis. it's like passing privilege versus none. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Because, like, it's, he states that, like, he has to lead with fear. Otherwise, he's going to be killed, basically. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of has to, like, overcompensate. I don't know what's wrong with my eye. To receive the same respect that she does. Yes. It's crazy. How, wow. Yeah. It's interesting how it starts off that way, and when you flip that last chapter closed, it's kind of the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, a whole arc of them, like, overlapping and crossing, and it becomes where, oh, Shu's kind of being posed as the sorry dangerous force to be reckoned with, and he is the one that's like, these are my people that I've liberated. I'm uh-huh. ruling by uh-huh. respect and love now. And it's like, holy fucking... 
<laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it's also the first time you get a hint of um um the pining, the unrequited love Because <laughs> there is uh, some romance. I'd be happy ignoring all of that. Pretending it didn't exist. But it's kind of... No, it's so perfect and amazing. Yeah. But I'm in so much agony when I think about it. It's not unrequited. It's unrequited. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's not. You don't die for someone you don't love. Oh, spoiler. You have a point. You have a point. He it's not. He just it's, walked into it. He's just stupid. Oh, young met him halfway. The sword... Can you meet me halfway? I literally just tried to cut them together. <laughs> right I'm, and I don't know if it's because, I don't know if it's because C.S. Picard did this to me, but I'm like a fool for stabbing scenes for penetration representative of, like it's that whole spiel I went on about Dark Rise where Shut I the fuck up. I just realized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the whole thing where I went on that spiel about Dark Rise where I was saying like. The sword I, directly into. I love anything that's like together. erotically Learned referenced. His arms around him to keep him up, but they not stood there close chest to chest in the cruel parody of an embrace. Tell me that's not sex, but also it's not sexual sex. It's not dirty sex. It's just pain. When it's... his knees buckled and sank down with him, cradling him, pushing his hair out of no! the blood coming from his nose. And Tell mouth. me that's not no! representative of like... All his life had been believed he was suffering. No! Was... No! Under... No! 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 He pressed his forehead. No! Not the forehead! <laughs> no! Across... No! Mm-hmm. <laughs> no! That's my last tab of the book. Because <laughs> in doing what he had to do, he destroyed No! Stop repeating it! Anyways, <laughs> you find out in his backstory how <sighs> his father betrayed the emperor. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And so um, in doing that, the punishment is the entire line of everyone, all the entire my family is killed. Um, he begged for his life, and so they just mutilated him instead of killed him. Well, because um, the only the only way you can stay alive once, like, is basically to have like a living death. So mm -hmm. they made him, they unmanned him. Mm -hmm. Is the argument? You are no longer a man, so you did die. Yes, and but you also died in a way that dishonors your family. It's um, seen as, like, he was such a coward that he did that, but the whole thing is that he's planning revenge for his family. Okay, just thought about how <laughs> the plan for the future, you can adopt a son. Stop it. No, stop it. And they could fight together like we did. No! My thing is, Yusen loved him. He loved him. He just, the thing is, I also think it's, like, like, representative of like heteronormativity like Yusen didn't even he wasn't he was not in a position where he could think the way that Ouyang did he wasn't in a position where he could have a lover like that yeah he that wasn't a, a thought he could have in his, his mind wives. because anytime anybody said anything about it he'd be like you're so crazy you know I love him but not like that you're so crazy <laughs> like that's how he would act and Ouyang didn't like the uh, <laughs> the guy from 
Legally Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you stomp your little love shoe to prod shoes at me? <laughs> 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 yeah. You're so crazy. <laughs> you send voice in my head. <laughs> Don't you stomp your little lasses and prod shoes at me, holy. Oh, <laughs> so good. But in Yasen's world, that just wasn't a thing. Like, that That's kind true. he loved him as much as he could. He was doing everything he could to show that he loved him that much. He was breaking every norm. He was ignoring everything that's supposed to be in the relation to their... their rela- he, in his head... He gifted him a horse. He gifted him a horse. Gifted, him a horse. Well, he that's gifted, a pretty which, horse. <laughs> which was something that only royals got as and he And he watched the snows with him. The first snows, like lovers do. He fucking planned their future like you plan it with your husband. He did everything he could to show him that he loved him. Even chose him over his wife, really, because he wasn't supposed to go to war the last time. He wasn't supposed to go out with Yoyang the last time to fight and, and take over that city. I'll do anything for you, babe. And just that part that it's in an inner dialogue for Young, but he's like, choose me. And the wives are watching. They're all like peeking through the curtains from their rooms, watching them in the hallway have this discussion. And he's like, oh, come with me. And like, he should have said, no, he, his father's dead. He's running the manor. Estate. Estate. And, like, he's technically supposed to stay there with his wives and run the place. And he chooses to go with Young just because he asks. And there's a moment in, like, as an inner dialogue where he's like, choose me over them. And he does. Yeah, he does. The only thing Yasen does wrong is be like, God, you are beautiful like a woman. No, he also... There's a moment later i don't know if i bookmarked it but there's a moment where he kind of dismisses oyoung's past and how he got there not that he was a slave before but that like his entire family was slaughtered for this i think it's one of those things where like for yasen to have made the room for the love that he has for oyoung he was only able to do that through a lens of privilege that straight men have, and only straight men have. That's the thing. Like, no matter how perfect Yasen was, at the end of the day, he was a straight man. He couldn't love Oh Young right because I don't think he was gay. Like, I think he was like bisexual, maybe, or like straight, but loved Oh Young as much as he could. It was one of those things that just transcended gender. And he didn't have the verbiage for that. And he didn't have the compartmentalization for that because he had the privilege of like, well, I have my wives. I don't need that med, that that need met. I think if he wasn't fucking and sucking every Tuesday night in the fucking wives' quarters, maybe that's something that they could have understood. Because he had a yearning for Yasen that didn't seem like he fully understood. But I still think he just had so much privilege he couldn't see past that. And that goes beyond their like sexuality and gender with each other. I think that goes through into every part of their life. And that's why the two things he kind of did wrong was like one thing based off of like the way he sexualized Yasen in his own mind had to be through a lens that made him feel better about himself. And then the way that he could romanticize Yasen in his life was through a lens of making him once again, feel better about himself. Like he can't look at him as like the man he loves whose family died because of his family. He has to look at him as, well, he grew past his family's shame, and I only love him because he looks like a woman. And also, I love them so much. 
That really hurt my feelings, though. When he said, oh, you are as beautiful as a woman. Yeah. I said, Why I, did you do that to him? Yeah. Yeah. That made oh, me my God. Angry. I bookmarked it. I bookmarked it orange <laughs> for the shocking, hurtful parts. I made a meme. It's on page 270. <laughs> I bookmarked it, too. You really are as beautiful as a woman. Ugh. Stupid. Stupid. Can't open my water. Oh no! You wouldn't notice the moment his stillness of anticipation flicked with a stillness of shame. Quickly as capping a candle. His blood ran cold. His body burned. His feeling of a blade slid gently into his heart. He pulled away. Read that again? Blade into his heart? Yes, but it's like, oh yeah, I'm talking about himself. Like it felt like a gentle slide of a blade into his heart. And then, he's, he and then he does it to Ethan. Did they ever... I can't remember. That's what I mean. He's got a straight male privilege. Did he ever, stupid like... Stupid bitch. He's a stupid fucking bitch. Did they talk Divorce, about babe. that? Divorce. What do you mean? Did they ever talk about that? No. Talk about what? Uh, yes, and saying he's as beautiful as a woman. No. It's never brought up again. Yeah. I think it's as important as a moment as it needs to be. The rage that we all felt... No, I, I was just wondering if maybe they talked about it and there was like that last resolution before he died, but I couldn't remember. I think there's so much I shame. I wanted that. <laughs> I think there's so much shame in Young that he wouldn't bring it up. Yeah. Like that shames him so badly that he would not bring that instant up again. Mm -hmm. We've really gotten off plot points. We've just like... <laughs> we just went into we, yeah, honing we in. Okay, guess what? Oh, Young, guess what? We love him so much. Let's talk about all these parts where are important to him. Anyways, well, I mean, okay, the main, like, in the middle of the main plot is just there's a lot of political intrigue that's so incredible and so new. It was so fun. And so yeah. fun. So fucking fun. It's Little definitely a character part, driven story. And the girls story. were like, this is disgusting. This is awful. They tied him to five horses, which I was like, one of his heads is getting ripped off, and we don't are never told which one. Because it's each one for a limb and one for a head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's his neck head, but my brain thinks penis. Um, I thought it was neck head. No, it's definitely his neck. Maybe there's a six tiny pony that they don't mention <laughs> five but horses and a pony i feel bad because there was a photo of nicole and devin where devin or it was like a video and i took a screenshot of devin like making like a like a party face and mm -hmm. nicole's in the background looking like a like slightly amused dad mm -hmm. um and I, on the party face i put like excitedly devin's party face i put little gua getting ripped apart oh my and then god on nicole's face i put me <laughs> And the girls were like, no, that's gross and sad, Alexis. He's a young boy who was sacrificed for war. And I was like, and a rapist. Little Gua getting ripped to shreds. We took away different things from that moment. I mean, it was not just specifically him. It was throughout the story. You see yeah, these yeah. young men get basically sacrificed for other people's power. They're set up in a way that, like, there's no winning. They're going to end up being slaughtered for treason, basically. Yeah. And it comes down to nothing because he wasn't going to try to take power. No. He was too stupid. Yeah, he was too well, stupid. He, he didn't have was, those ambitions. He, he was silly. He he wanted it, but there was no way he was ever going to acquire it because he was too dumb. He just was. Like, he thought he was worthy of it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's the most important one. But I couldn't find the meme I made of... of... Well, one of them failed. See how I spelled Yisen wrong? <laughs> I thought I made an edit of something about Yisen. <laughs> They're far titties. 
<laughs> Anyways, and so Zhu just goes on. I don't. I don't feel like. <laughs> um, but Shu goes on this big political journey. Um, a bunch of young men do die, and it's always brutal, and it's always just incredibly devastating. And Shu's always just like, "Damn, damn, <laughs> damn, damn." Also picks up a wife. Also gets a girlfriend and then a wife. Yeah, um, and her hand chopped off by Oh Young. But we'll get there in a second. So I feel Sorry. like we can, we can just kind of zip through most of the, the political intrigue because while it's so fun and so good, I don't feel like we could capture it appropriately. You just have to experience it. Like, it, it's just, it's basically, it's so hard because, like, not a lot of authors can do this, but it really is just plot point, plot point, plot point, plot point, plot point, but it's so fun and so well done. And there's character growth that's just delicious, but it's weird because it's the character growing into what you knew they were capable of the whole time, not so much like surprising qualities growing, popping up. Like, it's qualities she had buried about herself because she assumed they were equivalent to girlhood. But instead, finding out that they're equivalent to just who she is. It's her human nature. Yeah. And then Ma and Shu fall in love. Ugh, love them. When they were flirting, what? <laughs> not to bring horse. up the horses again. But when. Yeah, they're flirting about being riding horses. Yeah, because Ma teaches Shu how to ride horses. <sighs> and then Shu teaches Ma how to ride. Period. <laughs> something was happening with Oyang like drama and I was like can I go back to like the flirting with the horses <laughs> yeah and then there's like Oyang murder, murders Yasen's daddy who's the prince they're Frank's at, like, his brother yeah they're at like a retreat or some shit he Frank's says, the brother Whoops. Yasen doesn't want to put his brother in jail so he's like there was an accident but he like hates his fucking brother and his brother's like you think I fucking killed daddy because it doesn't like me? We both have daddy issues, you fucking stupid bitch. He's sorry my arms aren't so fucking strong and I couldn't just lift him off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you were there, Yasen, instead of jacking off one of your wives, instead your stupid little gay boyfriend fucking pushed our dad off a cliff. <laughs> and he said, like, my boyfriend would never do that. And he's not my boyfriend. <laughs> <sighs> All his wives are that meme um, from Parks and Rec. This is my husband. This is my husband's <laughs> Wait, did you have, you... have you made that a meme yet? No. <laughs> Can you? You want to do that right now? <laughs> That's so good. Yusen's wife. This is it. my husband, Yusen. <laughs> this is his boyfriend. <laughs> this is Yusen's boyfriend, Oh Young. <laughs> Speak, Valentina. Hello. Yusen's wives. <laughs> We're Valentina. <laughs> There's a lot of good memeage here. Yeah. <laughs> the memification of how <laughs> you begin this yeah. uh, I should start making meme videos like I did for um <laughs> That was um Darker Shade um no. Perot and oh, Yeah, that was what it was. Lonely Hearts. Lonely Hearts. I made a meme video for Lonely Hearts. I'm like, I should do that for every book we yeah, group you should. read. <laughs> The Lonely Hearts one was so good. It was like spot on. I spent like two hours making that, but it was worth it. It was so good. I heal somehow. All the footage that's on TikTok now too. Oh my God. You're going to find so much. Okay. Yeah. I'll make one for She Who Became the Sun for sure. That's how our our podcast will actually get big. It's just the memification of books. Hey, let's copyright that. But um, yeah. So then basically there's like just this ever growing like... You know that Yusen and 
I mean, sorry, that Ouyang and Shu are going to have some sort of like epic battle between the two of them. But you also know that most of Shu's men will die. So Shu poisons all of her men with the ghost food um, and accidentally poisons herself, even though she didn't eat it. And she's like, damn. No, she accidentally poisons Ma. Oh, Ma, 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 right. Ma, Ma, Ma. The little wifey. Yeah. And they're married. Also, yeah, and Ma knows that she's got titties and a puss. Yeah. And Ma was like, actually, it's kind of yummy. Like, not to quote Justin Bieber. But you got that yummy, 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 yummy. <laughs> like, Ma's gay as fuck. Because, like, when she was with her man, she was like, whatever, he's stupid. But I have to survive. And then she's like, I could have a vagina in my mouth. She's also a pillow princess. So she probably would be cool with whatever. As long as someone was DJing her, she wouldn't <laughs> give a fuck. No, there's a, mo- there's a point. I don't know if it's after the fisting or if it's before the fisting. I think it's before. And she, like, wants to reciprocate, but... She was like, no. And she's like, it's from Ma's point of view. And she's like, oh, she never wants me to touch her. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's um, a dis, like, um, disconnect. Dis- yeah. Disconnect from her gender. Yeah. Like, it's a dysphoric thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think also by the end, she's more over that. And I think the second one, if there's still, you know, there's going to be, there's got to be. Because my thing is, I, gotta feel, be. I feel like if she was ace, it wouldn't seem like awkward I feel like it has to be a dysphoric thing yeah because there's like mm-hmm. there was a question mark surrounding it that I feel like would have been a period with how the author's written like mm-hmm. LGBT issues so far if she was just ace because mm-hmm. everything that's meant to be done with finality regarding genders done so well in the book I don't think that would not be one of it them. felt more like she was just uncomfortable just with her body yeah mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I was like not gonna go there yeah um Anyway, so then they have their, like, final meeting, and she's like, dude, I accidentally, like, devastated my men. I, I, I couldn't win this fight regardless of that. I was trying to give them the doo-doo shits so they didn't have to even be here. I'm going to one-on-one hand combat this man. I will probably lose, but I'm smart and witty, and maybe I can talk to him. And be like, we're gay, right? Can we just leave? Didn't work, because, again, Oh Young's homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> there's so, also a sense that the whole thing where, like, she knows that, like, there's going to, like... There's so much light that their paths are going to keep crossing. Yeah. Oh, Young never thinks about that. He's, like, so... No, he's a man. I fucking he's hate this gay man. little bitch. He, no, and, like, when he thinks about she was the monk, he's like, I'm going to fucking... I don't have to kill him, but I'm going to fucking kill him. Yeah. But there's, he doesn't think about it often. Like, I, I feel like she's almost, like, obsessed with this idea of, like, there's someone else out there that's just like me that I can, like connect with and I, I can just tell our paths are going to keep crossing. On site, she had a kinship with him. And on yeah. site, he decided he wanted to beef every time they made <laughs> eye contact. He said, no, no, it's gloves off every time we see each other. What the fuck is wrong with you? And, you know, she was like, we're friends, right? Like, we have a past. And he's like, yeah, a past of my fist across your fucking stupid face. And then they beef. And they beef hard this time. I also love that part um, because she sees all the ghosts around Young and like she's like oh what has he done to make them follow him oh my god i love and then that. she realized that they're not following him but that he's chained them to himself fuck because throughout the thing Young notices that like candles flicker when he goes by people always look behind him people look behind him and he assumes that he's it's like what the fuck are you looking at he assumes that it's because he's not 
a woman and he's not a man. That's how he sees him. Like, he's less than a man. And that's why he thinks that candles, because there's, like, a shift between yin and yang. The, the balance is unbalanced for him. So when he walks by candles, candles will flicker and stuff like that. But it, you find out later that it's actually the ghosts that are that he's chained to himself. When I realized that, I was way further than I should have been. And I said, <gasps> I oh, same. I did not get that till they basically spelled it out to us. Yeah. I didn't. Like, until, like, it was spelled out, like. I was the same. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I assumed. I'm not stupid. Was, well, I'm just I, normal. I no, I didn't say that. I immediately saying <laughs> I knew it was his family. Like, I, I knew that was his family behind him immediately. I did not know that they were chained to him like that until it was pointed out to us. I was like, oh, it's so sad. Like, like they're, like, rooting for him in the afterlife. And then I realized it was the complete opposite, where he's basically destined his family to, like... They're stuck with the him. The saddest limbo. Because he like, won't let go. Fuck. Which also, because when you realize, like... Because he's so much, like, this is my destiny. There's no getting out of destiny. There's no getting out of fate. And um, that's his whole entire storyline. He doesn't change from that. And so he's chained himself to that. He gives into it, actually. Yes. Yeah. And she was... It starts like that, but then as the story goes on, she's like, I can make my own destiny. Like, yes, it might be set out for me, but, like, I can change it and I can decide and accept what I wanted to accept. Well, so the first thing I texted you guys when I finished was, like, once he realizes he didn't need to kill Yasen, what's going to happen to his character? I'm excited to see what that means, but, like, what the fuck is that going to do to him? The, the moment he realizes that they can change their fate and that he could have had the love of his life with him, what the fuck is going to happen i think he's gonna go batshit crazy and, and fuck everything wait. up i can't wait i'm gonna go full fucking insane. it's you're gonna ah, i'm so excited for book two <laughs> i'm so excited i want them to team up and to hate it but to deal with it because they gotta and also there's like a little child that's supposed to be a reincarnation of reincarnation of uh Reincarnation of <laughs> the guy. It's um. Oh my god. Um. Yeah. The deity. It, the one that Ma loves. Yes. But it's a small child, and it's supposed to represent like, um. Divine power. Uh, he can have flames come out of his hands. Fire. Um, you realize that the Prince of Radiance. Is, yes. uh, 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 the Prince of Radiance was a reincarnated divine being who remembered his past lives and who burned with the power of the Mandate of Heaven. So just smarter words than I used. I googled the it. The same thing that I, <laughs> that I said, basically. So I was right, but just not as smart. I mean, I'm not smart. I looked it up on my Kindle. <laughs> and then you come to realize that um, she also has the divine power. She's the Radiant King. Yes. She can also conjure fire on her hand, basically. Book two is going to be so fucking good. We're going to get so many child, answers. So that there's no... I was um, so angry. Because they can't have, like, two of them at once, right? That's I the mean, thing. you technically one of them. can, but then that's just, like, you know, who has the most power. So she just says... Becomes a power struggle. And she's like, I'm not going to lose to a 12-year-old Caillou. You got to go. <laughs> Caillou. <laughs> Kills the child. But the fucked up thing that she... Okay, so I guess we're just jumping through. So, Oyan kills Yasen. We already read the fucking scene. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I'm sad. It's one of the... like Again, I don't like that my brain uses the word eroticism for those scenes. But it's something that is so visceral. The only thing we can compare it to is death and sex. And when it's combined, I lose my fucking mind. 
when you stab someone and it's meant to represent like the eroticism you'll never have with that person because your love's so deep, I'll kill myself. I will. Stop doing this to me. Don't stop though. For real, it's my favorite shit. <laughs> okay, but anyways, moving on. I said I didn't want to talk about it. So, literally, my brain wiped. I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> what are we talking about? The ending. Okay. Kills the Prince of Radiance. So, oh, so when they meet up on the battlefield for that duel that we were going to talk about, <laughs> Oyan cuts off Shu's hand and is like, now you know what it's like to be mutilated. And as Shu is like dying, Shu's like, mm, I think I already knew what this felt like. You don't understand me at all. I'm going to bleed out on this battlefield and die. And Oyoung's like, you're not going to fucking die, you stupid pansy. You're just going to be like me. And she was like, this dumb bitch doesn't realize I already am. Wakes up stronger and is like, yeah, I don't have a hand. But I do and have a fist on the other one. What about it? And what about it? I'll nub my wife. Free fucking peg leg. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Rocks up into battle, searches out Oyoung again, and he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she was like, yeah. Exactly. Are we on the same side now? Look at how fucking crazy I am. I don't have a hand. Yeah, she sticks in his tent. And he's like... He's literally like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You've got to be stupid. (laughs) I cut your hand off. (laughs) And she's like, okay, and? I was having a conversation and you interrupted me, actually. It's kind of rude. Can I finish my sentence? And he's like, I fucking guess. That's that scene was so funny. That's literally what it was. It was literally like, why did you interrupt me while I was speaking? He's like, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> and there is a fisting scene. It's oddly tender. Yeah, it's so, so good. Tender. It's so. I read it a beautiful. few times. <laughs> like, I jumped into the TikTok being like, made it sound. Scene. Yeah, TikTok made it sound like it was like raunchy and like. It's not raunchy at all. No, yeah, it's it was one like of the so romantic, most romantic sex scenes I've ever read. <laughs> Uh, but I was disappointed it wasn't her nub. Because once I found out her hand got cut off, I was like, she's going to nub her. <laughs> that wouldn't be a fist, though. I know. But, like, I don't know. Phantom fisting. I can't fully trust TikTok's, like, verbiage. Obviously. This was the, se- like, this was the least, this was the most sexless sex scene. It was just tender and romantic and opening up. Literally. The dynamic <laughs> and ma of these characters. And it also set up the fury you feel for at Shu for the choice she makes when she they basically like she teams up with Ouyang to save the Prince of Radiance and the Emperor, fucking kills the Emperor, brings the Prince of Radiance home, has Ma babysit the prin- like the Prince of Radiance, and Ma's like, wow, I actually really like this. Like as much as like I didn't want my future, I do love being maternal. Like that comes naturally to me. And she's like, can I keep him? And she's like, no, nah, I got to take them for some real quick. And she was like, Don't you were about it, though. Didn't even sh- she say you promise you'll bring him back. And so I can take yeah, care of him. Yeah, she's like, we'll get to watch when you bring him back. And she's like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Babysitter. <laughs> Kills him. <laughs> and then comes back and Ma's like, I fucking hate you. Like, you weren't supposed to lie to me. She's like, what you did was awful. But what we were supposed to have is truth. And she was straight up like, I love you, bitch, but you just my bitch. I ride and die for me only. And, like, that made me so mad. Like, she was, like, she went full, like, this suddenly felt like a fucking, like, 
what's his name? Tyler Perry, BET moment. Like this felt like when he always writes the same shit where the guy's just a player and he fucks over his wife that's like slightly unattractive by <laughs> Tyler Perry. Like I felt that anger I felt the first time I was seven years old watching a Tyler Perry movie. That same fury of like, you fucking bitch. You fucking rat. That woman deserves better. Yeah, because from the very beginning, it starts off with um, Shu promising Ma, like, you can have a different life. I know that. I'm proof of that. Um, with me, you'll be free to choose what you want. And with you, I can have a more sympathetic understanding towards things that will help me be different than these other men. And then in the end, she's, she's just another like, man. In the end, she's kind of just like, well, okay, well, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want. And Ma's literally like, this is the life you said you saved me from. I'm in the same life, except my husband has amazing fisting game. That's it. <laughs> and she's like, and isn't that enough? And then she's like, I want you to stay with me, but if you don't, like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be mad. Yeah, like, like, Shu does recognize, like, yeah, I can't promise you more than what I'm giving right now. So if that's not enough, I completely understand you are free to do what you want to do. Which to me is still it made me so angry because it's like you know she can't do anything else. You know Ma can't go anywhere else. She's publicly your wife. She's a rebel leader's wife. What the? Where the fuck is she gonna go? Think about it, you fucking idiot. Like I was so mad. Laura and I were talking about this too um, before you finished, and we were ha- making predictions for book two because in the end Ma is like, after like thinking about it, should I stay with? Sh- Shoe, should I stay with Shoe or should I should I stay or should I go? Should I stay? But then ultimately, um, she chooses to stay with Shoe, and Laura and I were like, I think in book two, she thinks Ma thinks I'm gonna stand by my husband and I'm gonna support him until my dying days. But she's not really gonna be able to support him as much. It's gonna drive her insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's gonna end up turning on true i think so too i think i i don't want this to happen i don't and i don't think that like from what we've read obviously i've never this is shelly parker chan's debut novel right i think so so i don't have anything else to go off of but from what what they're writing is they don't seem to go for cheap shots like i don't think we're gonna have to worry about like judah and ma like falling in love behind you know i don't think we have to worry about anything like that but I do think that they'll find a kin, like a, a kinship in seeing mm-hmm. the person they love mm-hmm. become a monster. Well, she also says that like she's willing to throw people that she loves under the bus, basically, so that she can survive and she can grow power. Because like at the end, she's like, I don't my all my life I've just wanted to survive, and now I don't have to want to survive. I'm going to survive now. I can want other things, and I want power. Yeah, and it was like I don't know why it, it shouldn't be surprising because. That's the only momentum she's had for her whole existence. Obviously, she wouldn't be able to do anything else. But I don't know. It was just disappointing. I was just disappointed. I was hoping there would be something. Because there's those small moments with, like, the moments with Ma. Where Ma chose to help her instead of hiding away. Those moments where she was on the battlefield with Zuda. And, like, having that thought process of like oh my god like he wants to leave me because he thinks we're gonna die and he turns and he's like i don't know if my love for you is enough to die over and then he chooses for it to be and i was hoping that moment would be like a twist in her mind of like i can do that too but instead she saw it as oh people will do that for me 
Mm-hmm. She saw mm-hmm. more resources mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of love. And I don't know how you can rectify that. How do you have a moment that's more harrowing than like being under death's foot and your friend waiting with you and you seeing them as a resource instead of that being like character growth. Like that's character growth, but not in the direction I wanted. And how do you go back from that? So I don't see how she will not be the villain at the end of the series. Like, I, like I will not like her probably. Like I don't, I just don't see how that could not be the culmination of how this happens. Oh, young on the other hand, he can't do anything wrong. So, I feel I like they're right, and I support his wrong. <laughs> I feel like they're almost going to switch roles. Yeah, she's going to be the sympathetic hero. Yeah, and she's going to be the one after power. But it's like, I think that'd be really interesting. But to like see. you guys said, we always had sympathy for Oh Young. We always, but had... he wasn't a hero because you always have the sense that he was take ex- he was there for revenge. I knew for a long time that he was going to kill. E- Eason. So, technically, he's the villain. Mm-hmm. But you still had sympathy for him. He was morally gray. I he, feel he's like he's gonna turn to a hero because at the end, he has rallied his own people to fight yeah. back. And yeah, I feel like say, he's like a killmonger type of. No, villain, but even like- even with him, not that it's justified, but it just it makes sense. Like you can track his thought process. He wouldn't be that way if he didn't if. if Yesen, Yesen, Yesen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if he, the only reason he it's sought out to kill Yesen was because he was getting revenge. It's not like out of the blue. It's not something like, oh, I'm bored. Let me kill a guy. I mean, he loved him. Yeah, but exactly. So like, it's justified. Not justified. Justified is not the word. The word I'm it looking is, for. It is justified though. That but he then for Shu, for Shu, I just feel like. She's going to become so power hungry. She's not going to let anything stop her and it's going to bite her in the ass. And that's what's going to make her the villain. She already did, though. Yeah, that, that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. I think I have something. I, I think I have something. Oh, Young's all his stuff was born out of love. Love for his family. Why not have revenge? His love for Eason. She is ho- it's hollow. It's a mm-hmm. hollow want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no, like... She's There's, filling something. She's filling a void. Yes. Where, like, even I think about it, I've said this, I think I was talking to Nicole about this, where, like, oh young every time you're in his point of view, there's, like, such depth to the emotion of, like, he recognizes what he's feeling, he knows why he's feeling it, and then he instantly tries to bottle it down mm-hmm. so that he can be more than what he's feeling. You never get that from her. No, it always feels like it, it's like she's uh, um, just, like, a narrator. Like, every time things would happen, it was such, like, a, here's a, and this is not in a bad way. Again, beautiful writing, beautiful characters. But, like, it feels like you're just getting descriptions of what she's going through. Like, she's just going through the motions of what she has to for that next step. And I feel like that's a lack of emotion on her part. It's yeah, not like because necessarily... she's still detached from yeah. herself and her emotions. Yeah, I don't think she has depth of emotion. Like, Ma she's never like, was able to. Her relationship with Ma, like, I saw, we, we all talked about this, about people complaining about how the relationship with Ma felt like it came out of nowhere, and it felt rushed, shallow. and it felt shallow, and it's like, I think that's the point. She but see, needed, I didn't even get that. I didn't even think it, yeah, I, I didn't no, think it I, was it shallow. No, I didn't feel like that to me hurried. at all. All of us loved them. But I, I, I'm just saying, I think the takeaway is supposed to be that she can't have that depth of feeling not because she's not capable of it i'm not saying like she couldn't 
it's not something she's ever made space for. And I don't think she wants to at this point. I don't think she knows how to. It's not allowed. How do you embody someone else's life and feelings? Which is why I think in book two, they're going to switch roles. Ooyoung and Shu. Because I feel like Shu started off here. Oh, Shu started off here, kind of like on the good side. Ooyoung started off here on the bad side. They're working their... Book one, they're working their way into the middle. And now they're equals. They're going to work together. Book two, this is Shu. This is Ooyoung. They're going to swap. Ooyoung's going to start having even more sympathy and then... That's Rupi Carr. <laughs> and then, is that honey? Yeah, and then honey. And then Shu is going to just become even more power hungry, more so than she already is. Uh, and it's going to ruin her and ruin all her friendships. I think Zhu Da is going to st- stick by her, but reluctantly. I don't think so. I think he's the one person that'll be or like, Or maybe he's going to be the one to stop her. Shit together. I think he'll still stick by her because I think like he is a real ride or die little slut and I love him. Well, it's, I guess it's also like he. Uh, he did become a villain. Or Judah. I, I could that. also see in book two, Judah maybe being the only one who can stop her. So then he has to end her because he's the only one who can. That would gag me. That would fucking, that would be Yesen. So then be Oyoung and Yesen. Oyoung all again. over again. And like, I didn't think that was possible. And then so don't roll credits. Loud. Don't say that too loud. That stays here in the podcast. I'm in the SD card. <laughs> I also think um, Oyoung's not going to survive a second book. Oyoung? I think there's yeah. going to be a lot of death I in think. the second book. But you can't kill Oyoung and Chu. Who says? Who says? Who says? <laughs> oh, we're really just referencing Miss Selena Gomez's like fucking 2008 What's discography that? tonight, aren't we? What's that one song? I said bang a It's so bad. I heard it in a clothing store recently. Some of Selena Gomez's music fucks. That's n- not I, don't, that I just like to pretend that one doesn't exist. And look at me now. It's like a jump scare. Oh, this book is just so good. It's so good. I stamped it. I did too. This was the first book I stamped. I just stamped Dark Rise. I should stamp this one. Because I'm definitely keeping it. Let me see your stamp again. I, I can't remember which one I got you. Pretty. She's mine. Pretty. She can't see. She's blind. I don't have my glasses on, but I saw a little. Alexis said, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, thanks. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with my eye. Do you need eye drops? If no, anyone wants to just read leaking. the fisting scene, I have it marked. It is <laughs> chapter 21. I'm giving in. I'm rubbing it fully. It's going to be like fucking black and blue. If you have the UK, if you have the UK book, it's uh, page 363. How bad is it? How bad's the damage? It's not bad. Do you want eye drops? No. Are you sure? No, you know it's she just got leaking. Here. It just won't stop leaking. I say my eyes are crying. Because if I put eye drops in while it's leaking, it just like runs out of it. If it stops leaking, I'll take it, though. I have marked this one part, page 305. The you thought the of his revenge, too. unlike the others, filled him with an uncomplicated, viciously pleasurable anticipation. I don't have to end you, he thought to the monk. But, oh, I will. <laughs> I said, you petty ass bitch, I love you. When the when the one empress was like, are all eunuchs this petty? I was like, ah, get him. <laughs> Read him for pills. Yeah, because well, she also basically says, and you hate women because you feel like you're too close to one. I was thinking, I was like, that's why he hates women because he, it makes him uncomfortable how similar he is to them. I knew immediately when, when he went on his incel monologue, why? 
But it's still, I was like, can we cool your jets? She said, tell me, who did you desire when you watched him or me? Shane flushed through him. He was furious. You whore. Whore. <laughs> whore. Um, she gave him an appraising look, like a prospective horse buyer. It's true that there are been peach men who naturally prefer other men. I wonder if they're... If that was the case with you. But no, I think you desire men because women remind you of everything you hate about yourself. That no matter what you do, what you achieve, you'll always be seen as more of a woman than a man. Weak. Lacking. She laughed lightly. Isn't that right? How tragic. I like that she laughs. Cruel. Like, How tragic. How tragic. God. How do I be She's like that? She's weak. Lacking. <laughs> Ooh, tragic. I liked that, Laura. His private truth on her lips. For a moment, he was stunned. When the pain finally bloomed, it became a nucleus for his anger. Like, oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. His scene, his his chapters are so full of emotion. Yeah, he has literally such depth of emotion, and he like understands exactly what he's feeling, why he's feeling it, and then he quickly bottles it up and tries to throw it away. God, this is a good book. See, and it's like, there's so much that I feel like we all got, like, pieces we didn't get to really fully dive into because we haven't done this yet. And it's like, it's just pulling all of our pieces together. I'm like, this book gave and gave and gave. So I wasn't expecting, I expected to like it because I was like, oh, it sounds interesting. It's Mm -hmm. like, I like fantasy stuff like this. I like political intrigue. Um, I didn't think I'd like it this I didn't think I would yeah, love I, it this I much. I thought I was going to like it, but then I was like in it. I was like, oh my God, I fucking love this book. I was carrying it around everywhere. I had it in my bag Could at all times. Could not stop thinking about it. Was there cunnilingus? Did she yeah, eat yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so it had the only necessary thing I yeah, needed yeah, in a yeah. book. If there's sex in the book and a coochie isn't eaten, why was there sex in the book? Yeah, that's pointless. That's my opinion. That's my opinion! <laughs> and you're right to have it. <laughs> But yeah, no, it has too. literally everything I want in a book. Cunnilingus, political intrigue, and horses. Fisting. <laughs> Had me at horses. And a twink. Yeah. Uh, 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 heartbroken twink. Those were the best. <laughs> yeah, I could not. Like, when I wasn't reading it, all I was the, thinking about it. All that was going through my head was, man, I can't wait to read. <laughs> Literally. It Cannot was wait to read. A week after I read it. I don't have AirPods, but James does. And I just borrowed James' AirPods basically for three days straight. And I was listening to it when I couldn't read it. Like, I was like, okay, I'll clean and I'm going to listen to the book. And I'm going to go on a run, but I'm listening to the book. Literally, I was in my car driving to work. And I was just like at a stop sign, a stoplight. And I'm like over here thinking about something. And I'm like... <laughs> to myself I'm like I fucking know that book and then I realized I'm like if someone's looking in they're probably like what is she even laughing about and like I was looking at my phone too because one of you guys said something about it and I was like, <laughs> like oh she probably like you know, it was me text or something. and I was like no I'm just laughing I'm just like thinking about the book because I love it so much yeah it was so like, it was so good it was so good it's one of those that almost put me in a reading slump because no like I knew no matter what would follow I wouldn't like it as much like it as much Percy Jackson was a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. It was hard coming off of this. Yeah, but it was Jackson, really, really even hard. Though Percy Jackson was good. I it think coming off so... of, I think any book that we read after this would have suffered. So I'm kind of glad it was Percy Jackson because yeah. it's a series. So we'll get to like have more of it. That's true. That's true. And also, it was like it's kids lit, so it's like it's not. It wasn't like it's, we didn't it's have to light. Go another emotion. I mean, uh, I mean it's not. I didn't even say that. It's it's um, I it, was really devastated when his mom dies. It weighs something. But she didn't die. She, yeah, she well, didn't die. When she's taken from him. Like, that's just 
I don't know. It made me really sad. Those kids are so fucking cute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. Seriously, when I saw Grover, I was like, that's, yeah, that's Grover. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. We should close out, though. Okay. 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 Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is one of our favorite books. It's so good. Why am I sad that we're not going to be talking about it now? We still can talk about it. I said we can turn it back on and it'll just be our next episode. Um, catch us on lipbitchpod.com. All of our socials are on there. Pretty much everything's lipbitchpod. Uh, tell your friends. Don't tell your grandma unless she's freaky. <laughs> and do not tell Meg the Stallion. That'd be so embarrassing. Stop. Don't tell Meg. No, I think she would love it. Don't tell Meg. It's reverse psychology. Oh. No, don't tell anyone... Don't tell Make the Stallion. Stop. You're so embarrassing. Okay, bye. <laughs>